Welcome to Neuro Insights, a podcast that gives you insight into the latest research in organizational psychology, workplace well-being, and mental health. I'm Vivian, the Chief Research Officer here at Neuro. And I'm Peter, a researcher and content creator at Neuro, where we create science-based 15-minute micro-learnings for managers to improve mental health in the workplace. Each week, we'll be discussing a new journal article that sheds light on ways to enhance mental health at work, both for you and your team. Let's dive into the research to find out what NeuroInsight you could implement today. Hello, hello. Welcome back to NeuroInsights. We've been talking on this podcast about various interventions that managers can use to improve their knowledge around mental health and hopefully improve the way that they talk to their employees and help prevent mental health issues from occurring in their team. And so today we're going to be reviewing yet another mental health training program. This one is called Head Coach. And this journal article is titled A Cluster Randomized Controlled Trial to Evaluate Head Coach, an online mental health training program for workplace managers. It was published in the Journal of Occupational and Environmental Medicine in 2019. So it starts off with talking about how mental health is the leading cause of sickness absence and um, a lot of problems to the workplace that cost them money. We, we all know this. But saying that a lot of manager programs currently are face-to-face. And so what is a good way of scaling this up? And what Head Coach aims to do is to provide a scalable virtual platform that managers can access at any time, do at their own pace, and they don't have to come to a meeting and there's not that scheduling problem. And so this was actually the first mental health program for managers that was delivered entirely online. And it was based out of New South Wales, Australia, run by the Black Dog Institute, which is an institute that does a lot of really good work around mental health. Yeah, and they they did uh, three different topics with about 10 minutes for each one, Uh, so very brief, and they had text, activities, short videos. Again, this is all off live, um, and they had practical activities, and then just a summary with exercises at the end, and um, people were expected to complete them in about two and a half hours over a four-week period. And they had little reminders. So, hey, you need to, you know, finish your homework there. So the, the three topics, uh, the first one is common mental illness. And that was looking at signs, uh, symptoms, kind of the general things that any intro into mental health would talk about. Right. And then topic two, it went, then went into how do you recognize these signs in an employee? So how do you identify people at risk in your organization? And once you do, what would it look like to have a talk with them? And how do you facilitate help seeking from your employees? And then the third module was minimizing mental health risks in the workplace. So looking through different ways a manager can affect their team to both prevent and lower uh, these mental health uh, risks or uh, what what causes uh, poor mental health and what encourages good mental health. Exactly. So a bit of their methodology, they recruited a ton of managers from ambulance services and they had a, a construction company and they then gave these managers access to this program. They measured, uh, they gave them a questionnaire before the program, right after 
and then there was a four-month follow-up questionnaire. And in this questionnaire, they were interested in looking at a couple of things. The first was manager confidence. So they wanted to see that if the managers felt more confident in these various skills after the training. They then looked at changes in managers' behaviors, and these are both responsive and preventive behaviors. So responsive would mean when your employee has a mental health issue and comes to you that you know how to respond well. And then preventative would be, do you know how to create a safe environment for your employee, for example? And then the last thing they looked at was they actually got their employees to fill out a form and looked at levels of psychological distress. So the idea being that if the managers were successful at taking the training and actually implementing those behaviors, we would expect that the employees would experience less psychological distress because now their managers are more adept at, uh, at managing mental health issues. Now, the conclusions that they found uh, are really exciting to us um, because we have an online platform. And uh, this was one of those first studies that just really proved that online training can improve a manager's confidence and lead to changes in both responsive and preventative behaviors for mental health in the workplace. Yeah, it was really cool. And one thing that was interesting we should point out is that this was variable based on how much or how many modules were completed. So the more modules they completed, the stronger the effect they saw of this change in behavior. Which is great because it shouldn't just be one or two that changes things, but it could should keep tracking with how much you're learning and interacting with the course. Um, it raised confidence levels, and, and that's huge because you then act and move in the office in a new way. And they found that confidence is actually the most important predictor of positive manager behavior. So we think about ourselves even, when are you going to have a behavior? It's when you believe that you know how to do it well. And um, I think especially as a manager, confidence is, is um, super important in, in how you interact with your employees. So there's all these situations out there in companies that uh, need to be addressed in the mental health sphere. And um, when we think of companies that are spread out uh, geographically or just have a large number of employees, uh, this is really exciting news because this means we can start to be effective at addressing some of these mental health problems. Mm -hmm. And I mean, there were some limitations of the study too. We can talk a bit about that. I think one big limitation was the low adherence. So only about 36% of the managers actually completed all the modules. And I, I, this is kind of expected, you know, managers are busy and you're giving them, giving them this app to do in their own time. And so motivation might wane at a certain point if they don't find the modules as interesting or effective. And so I think trying to keep up that motivation or get them engaged in order to complete all the modules will be a challenge for this kind of intervention. Yeah, of course. And I think there's a difference between uh, neuro and this intervention because this is sort of a, a course with a certain amount of work. Uh, just imagine this textbook getting put on your desk. It might be exciting and um, interactive, which is a good thing, but it's still just more work to do. What we try to do here is integrate both your community as well as um, take time that you're already using uh, to practice and learn these things mm -hmm. within your work week. Yeah. So uh, we want managers to look forward to coming back for more versus, oh, I just have to chip away at this. Yeah. 
And I think so much training can be seen as a burden. So I think the real question is, how can you make training actually a fun thing? Yeah. Something that you want to go to, something where you see your friends, where you have community, where you're interacting. Oh, man, a safe place to bounce off ideas. Um, ask questions from other. Hey, have you dealt with this before? Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about it right. together. Here's what happened at my office. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, we talked about the very first uh, episode about managers being lonely. And instead of just organizing more happy hours for managers, what about integrating the social aspect into trainings? And that's, I think, what we really want to want to see happen at Nero and, and across the organizations we work with. That would really sharpen comp confidence and competence at the same time. Yeah. And I think, too, one thing I, that came to mind while while looking at this paper was there is only so much head knowledge that you can learn of, okay, I need to do steps A, B, C when I experience this situation. But so much of managing is very context-based. It's specific to your own employees. And so there are going to be situations that crop up that don't necessarily fit into the six modules, whatever that you, that you learned. And so I think it's those context-specific cases that people need other people, other managers, to bounce ideas off of, to get experience from. So I think there's, yes, this intervention was was great and cool. Um, and yet I think the limitations of it just being something that you learn perhaps through head knowledge, um, having very lim limited social interaction, I think those are the downsides um, of trying to make it scalable. So it really is that question of how do you draw the balance between making a training scalable so that more people can access it versus making it as personalized, as interactive, as uh, yeah, social as you can. And I think that's one key question we ask a lot here. Oh, yeah. Those are great elements, and we're thinking about them here. We'd love to hear your thoughts as well. Um, so any last thoughts, Vivian? No, I think that's great. All right. Well, Thanks so much for joining us, everyone, and uh, we'll come back with more research and discussion for the next episode. <laughs>